Welcome to Over Smith, a most of the time an HP Lovecraft podcast where me and a friend ta- talk about HP Lovecraft. But today we decided to watch uh, both of ours. Uh, I think both one like real good movie. Yes. Both of us like it a lot. Yes. Uh, with me today uh, is is uh, someone who really hates my my uh, the way I cook lobster. Faith. Hi. Hark! Tried it hark. Oh God! No. Uh, yeah. I'll, I need to cut out the 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 speech that he does. It's just real good. I will gladly become sea foam any day of the week. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, I hope you get forgotten to any man to any time, forgotten any god or devil. Oh fuck! I hope so. <laughs> forgotten to even the sea for any stuff that's parts of Winslow. Even a scantling of your soul is Winslow no more. But now it's self the sea. Oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I want to be the sea. I want to be like water and kelp and like little crabbies at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Just scuttling around. Doing yeah, their so, little, um, doing their crabby stuff. Yeah. But uh I'll probably cut out some of the speeches and whatnot. And just slap <laughs> them in here. Yeah. Just kinda randomly, but like uh yeah, we watch the lighthouse. Um now it has its roots a little bit more in Poe. Yeah. I will say that. But um it uh the the feeling of the movie reminds us a lot of, you know, not like a Cthulhu mythos story, like something like the picture in the house or the rats in the walls or mm-hmm. something like that, where there's a lot of building dread. Like not a lot is technically happening, but there's a lot of dread building up and then, you know, it has kind of like this explosive ending. Yeah, um, just an absolutely buck wild ending. Also, it's just it's shot so well, and I love it so much. But also, at the same time, it has some real dumb slapstick oh, randomly yeah, in here. I know. So, so, <laughs> uh, Robert Eggers is so fucking funny. I can't believe it. Yeah, like you could you could cut this movie into a comedy. It would not be hard. No, no, no. But uh, I guess I'm just gonna read the plot from Wikipedia because we're just gonna go through it, kind of, you know, say what the actual plot of the movie is and talk about it generally afterwards. Because I think both of us have a lot to say. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so in the late 19th century, Ephraim uh, Winslow serves as a uh, con- serves a contract job as a wiki for a month on an isolated island off the coast of New England under supervisions. Under the supervision of the island's long ha- uh, longtime keeper, Thomas Wake, um, in his quarters, uh, Winslow discovers a small scrimshaw of a mermaid, keeps in his jacket. Wake immediately proves to be very demanding, assigning Winslow increasingly taxing jobs, as he em- uh, such as emptying the chamber pots, painting the lighthouse, and carrying heavy kerosene containers up the stairs, while forbidding him access to the lantern room. Uh, Winslow observes that every evening, Wake secretly ascends to the lighthouse and disrobes before the light. Um, during his stay on the island, Winslow begins to hallucinate sea monsters and logs floating on the sea and masturbates to the <laughs> mermaid on uh, the scrimshaw. <laughs> uh, he continues <laughs> to observe Wake's strange ritual and is bothered by a one-eyed goal that Wake tells him not to kill. As he believes that goals are reincarnated soldier, no, sailors. One evening during a uh, dinner, Wake reveals to Winslow that his previous wiki died during uh, after losing his sanity. While Winslow reveals that he is a former timberman, 
from Maine seeking a new trade. So I feel like that that part we could I guess we can kind of break it up because that's pretty much the like the first act. Yes. There. Yes. Um, first off, uh the way that they show how um I guess it would be Tom well Tommy, Thomas. Our Pat's character. Our Pat's, yeah, our Pat's. <laughs> um by the way, I would I would just watch this movie. It's it's pretty good. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and, uh, uh, it's also on Pluto. If you don't have Prime, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you really see kind of at the beginning, like I supernatural elements. It's it's very obviously supposed to be um, if from Winslow, at least at the beginning of the movie. Um, obviously, it's supposed to be a um him like kind of losing it like you can tell like something's on his mind he's like weird and distant the entire time yeah like um yeah and like he really does not want to engage uh uh willem dafoe's character at first he like does not want to speak to him (laughs) yeah it's it's until the end of the month that they're supposed to be there that he opens up and that's after like they get like shit faced yeah after um yeah everything goes to shit basically (laughs) Yeah. Um what what are some parts in the first uh that that you want to kind of discuss? Cuz like really the first part is just like it's him doing chores, like it's a lot of kind of repeated scenes where you see uh Wake just being being an asshole. Yeah. Like there's one part where it's just like, "Hey, you call this a good swab, swabbing and like he and like, you know, wi- uh Wills Winslow it's just like this is a shitty place. Like I, I can do this. As, I can swab as much as I want. It's never gonna look good. Yeah, like it's a, it's just like a shitty little shack that we're living in. Like I don't see a point in swabbing it any more than I have. Um, yeah, but yeah, wake. Uh, just is constantly like he goes between like when they're having dinner, like kind of being nice to him, but when he's working, just being absolute dickhole. Yeah, and and like any time and like he's threatening to dock pay anytime he like talks back basically, which is um grading. Yeah. On on Wins and on uh Winslow because he's kinda wanting to, as he said, save money so he can have a house of his uh, a roof of his own. And uh I think he said like uh like he would have got paid a thousand dollars. Yeah, he said you can get paid $1,000, or you can get paid more. Like, the farther you are out at sea, the more money you make. And this is, like, late 1800s money, so, like, that's a really big amount of money. Yeah, it's a um, shit ton of money. $1,000 a I'll, year is a pretty solid earning. Yeah. Also, he uh, he does, ma- also, like, Winslow masturbates a lot. It's a, oh, it's a ridiculous yeah. amount of masturbation. Um. Also, like we, uh, there's this was just a heartbreaking scene to me where he wasn't given the right tool to uh, to oil the to oil the gears for the bacon, so he carries this like big fuck off tub of like oh, uh, a container oh, of God, oil up the yeah. stairs, and then like you know maybe just give him the right fucking tools, dude. You know, um. So, uh, FYI, um, $1,000 in 1890 is worth 29800 today. Oh, fuck. That's a little less than I make right now. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's not bad. <laughs> and you work, you work what? They, they work like, um, it's probably kind of like how Firewatch works, where you 
actually work probably like three months, three to six months out of the year. Yeah. And then the rest, you're technically off. Yeah. Well, um. But yeah, he masturbates a lot. He works a lot. He just like generally has a grading relationship with uh, uh, Wake. And also, also, he starts seeing a mermaid. Oh, yeah. He sees like visions of a mermaid. There's like a scene where he walks into the sea and there's like uh, logs floating towards him and a body. It's real spooky. Yeah. Also, the other thing that uh, the sound design in this movie is like spot on. Oh, it's so good. Um, so you have this like kind of undercurrent of like kind of, you know, ambient feeling music, but also you have pretty consistently just a foghorn going in the background. Oh my and god. It's just consistent. It's <laughs> and and like it's just like it it's almost I would say it's almost like it feels almost like the the movie's trying to like psychologically condit like like condition me for something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Like I remember no. the first time I watched this movie and like I kept hearing the foghorn and I was like I would probably go crazy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's, you know, there's also this, this one-eyed goal that just keeps on, like, stepping Oh, just keeps, like, fucking low. with our pants. Just, yeah. Like, just, like, keep on stepping up to be like, what the fuck are you gonna do about it? What are you huh? gonna do, huh? What are you gonna do? Fight me? I'm a bird. So then here's the second act. Uh, the day before his scheduled departure, Winslow discovers a dead gull inside the cistern, blooding its water. Winslow is again bothered by the one-eyed gull, and he kills it brutally in anger. Uh, the oh, wind yeah. drastically changes <laughs> in direction, and a violent storm hits the island. Winslow and Wake spend the night getting drunk, and the rage storms through the next morning, preventing the relief ferry meant to pick Winslow up from arriving. As Winslow empties the chamber pots, he notes, oh fuck, I hate that scene so much. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, he notices a body washed up on the shore and discovers it's a mermaid, which awakens and howls at him. He flees back to the cottage, where Wake informs him that the storm spoiled their rations. Um, the, uh, and that the new ones will not arrive for weeks. The pair unearth a crate at the lighthouse base, supposedly containing reserve rations, but only contain bottles of gin. Following days, a storm rages on. Winslow and Wake drink most of the gin, alternating between moments of intimacy and hostility. Uh, one night, Wins Winslow tries to unsuccessfully steal the lantern room keys from Wake as he sleeps and contemplates stabbing him. I fucking love that scene. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> he, he hallucinates a uh, lobster trap containing the one-eyed head of Wake's previous wiki. Winslow confesses to Wake that his real name is Thomas Howard, which means there's two Toms, Thomases there. Two Toms, um, double Toms. Yeah. And that he assumed the identity of the real Ephraim uh, Winslow, his foreman who died in an accident, Howard purposely neglected to stop. Wake chases Howard down, accusing him of spilling his beans and destroying <laughs> their only dory with an axe. Once incapacitated, however, Wake claims that Howard was... The one who chased him and destroyed the dory. This is when everything kind of... Everything just goes downhill. Yeah, it Ooh, goes. Boy. Um, um, 
Robert Eger so, said repeatedly in interviews, uh, they asked him to like describe the movie, and he said, nothing good can come from two men trapped alone in a giant phallus. Oh, the way that it was described to me that made me want to watch the first time, it's uh, two men get increasingly angry at each other and jerk off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm reading. I read the uh, the trivia section on uh, IMBD. Uh, the stuff that comes out of the cistern after the gold dies, and he's like trying to pump it, and it's just disgusting. Uh, is Hershey syrup? Ooh, yeah. But it, oh, by the way, all of this is in black and white. If you've ever seen, oh this yeah, movie. this isn't black and white in three by black, uh, yeah, four and by three. It is specifically filmed on a certain kind of um film. I can't remember what it is. It's old timey. Um, don't, don't you mean it was shot in four by three and in black and white to preserve the uh, director's oh my, uh, no <laughs> vision? Fuck off. <laughs> the four hour version of this movie would just be more masturbation. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <clears throat> the scene where he kills that goal is fucking brutal. Oh my god, it threw me off so much. Like. So, like it's all up until this point even the scene where he hallucinates the logs in the water and the body like the minute he grabs that seagull and like smacks it against the sister and i was like oh fuck yeah it was god it was it's like about two minutes of the movie of him just smashing this gold bloody yes like it's like limp and like it's it's no longer bird shaped at the end yeah it's it just, is not a seagull. It is some feathers attached to a just a a thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this also has the worst scene in the movie where he oh, has to empty God. out a full chamber pot and just the wind blows all the piss and shit into his face. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. It. It's oh. That's real bad. And he screams. It's a very genuine scream. Yeah, it is. Also, this is where we get the extended masturbation scene where he is, where you get to see his back and his muscles like grow, like just like real, just mm. he's putting all his body into it. Yeah, he's putting his whole, <laughs> his whole soul into this. <laughs> just every part of him is going into this wink session. <laughs> and uh, he he comes so hard that he drops the scrimshaw and breaks it. Are you like, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he does it. He does like a little seagull shriek when he comes. <laughs> and the whole time he's imagining fucking the sh the um the mermaid. Yeah, and um, I like to think that he made his, like a little seaweed for Jenny. Yeah. Oh, so like, another thing in this lovely trivia section. So the vagina of the mermaid is based on actual like shark vagina. It's based on oh. a shark vulva. Well, uh, if you know if you want to fuck a shark, I guess you can. Now you know what it's like. Yeah, like Robert Akers yep. was like, we were going to do originally a two-tailed uh, mermaid. Like, you see, like, the Starbucks logo. Like, a lot of old-timey mermaids are portrayed. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, I decided to ground it in reality. So then I studied shark genitalia. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you, Robert Eggers. That's exactly what I needed to know today. But yeah, so he masturbates real hard. Uh. Yeah, and, and this entire time, like, they are, like, just 
just drunk. Like they are like Yeah, so at this point lost, they're, they're relief, half in a bag. They're relief. So the people who are supposed to come pick them up and drop off the uh the new people that are supposed to take over have not come. So they yeah. they did not they either didn't show up or like um t- uh Winslow is like maybe we missed it, but that doesn't it's not I I would imagine that they would just drop off the other people. Um Yeah. But yeah, so at this point like they were supposed to leave the island, and they did not. Nobody showed up, and now this horrible storm is there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they're also drunk at this point. Yeah. Also, uh, Wake says, uh, you know, there's this one person who was stranded for like seven months. Yeah, he like lost his shit. Yeah, he's like, uh, I think like twenty years earlier, or no, fifteen years earlier is what he says. Somebody was stranded there for seven months. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they just start drinking and losing their absolute fucking minds. And this is when we get some some more of the slapstick as well. We get the really good we get the really good uh speech at this yeah, point because <laughs> yeah. uh, because Winslow is just like, "Hey, I don't like your lobster. It ain't good." Yeah, like like at this point, like they're just like drunk and tired, and Winslow is doing that thing where like you. Somebody like picks a fight just to pick a fight. There's no reason. Yeah. He's just picking they, uh, a fight. But yeah, he's like, I don't like your cooking. <laughs> Let Neptune strike you dead, Winslow. Hark! Hark! Triton! Hark! Bellow! Bid our father, the sea king, rise from the depths full, foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with punch and slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with builds and brine and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shell with slithering, tainted tail and steaming beard, take up his fell befinned arm, his coral tine trident screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye, a bulging bladder no more, but a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon only be lapped. Up, swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread ebb. Forgotten to any man, to any time. Forgotten to any god or devil. Forgotten even to the sea. For any stuff or part of Winslow, even any scantling of your soul, is Winslow no more, but is now itself the sea. All right, I like All of Wake's dialogue is really good. Now that yeah, we we after watching it for like the fifth time, we realized like Wake is just like a fucking drama kid. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a theater, a theater kid. kid. He's doing soliloquies and monologues all the time. You're like, please stop, please. Yeah. <sighs> we don't need this. But yeah, um, Wake after being told that after Winslow refuses to say that he likes his cooking, uh, does a huge speech. He like almost loses it <laughs> Winslow like after this huge thunderous just like incredibly harsh like you will die and become one with the sea 
speech, Winslow is like, okay, fine. I like your cooking. And the timing of it's just so perfect. It's so good. <laughs> like, Winslow Winslow was not affected by this speech at all. He's just like, fine, if you're going to be a baby about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> And we get like them, like uh, like you know, drunkenly dancing around and stuff. And like at one point, they almost kiss and then they fight. Yeah, which is just which is just a real that's just a real dude thing to do. Yeah, they 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 like slow dance and then they almost kiss and yeah, then they just beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) When this is when Winslow spills his beans, he spills his beans, and and uh, he and basically uh. Like, it, he starts to hallucinate more and more, and, like, he's just, like, you see him, like, shirtless, just, like, shoveling coal while, like, just drinking bottles of gin. Yeah, at one point, he's, like, rolling, like, th- he's still, like, doing, like, going through the motions of doing his duty, so he's pushing, like, a wheelbarrow full of coal, except it's also just, like, filled with water, and there's, like, still a bottle of rum just floating in it. <laughs> yeah, and... And uh, this pretty uh, like this, and this is it rapidly goes towards the end after after a little bit where um, after he sees the after he hallucinates the head and the lobster trap. Oh yeah, yep. Um, he he pretty much he pretty much starts to lose it. Like he he says, "I'm going to take the dory, which is a boat," mm-hmm. and um, he's hallucinating that uh, that wake smashed it up, but it was actually him. Mm-hmm. And uh and then uh they have a fight, but then they're still stuck. So yeah. Kinda- <laughs> uh, also at one point before um uh when the when all the rations are spoiled, uh Winslow is like it's like, why do we need to ration? It's only been one day since we've been here and our relief hasn't come. And Wake says, It's been two weeks. I've been telling you to ration for the last two weeks. Because they haven't come. Yeah, like the the sense of time and stuff just like kind of goes out of out of nowhere. You can tell, and because we're kind of seeing it through, uh, I guess now it's Tom Howard. Um, like you, he's a very unreliable narrator. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really hard to tell if uh, if he is like losing all sense of time and reality, or if Wake is actually lying to him. Yeah. With no alcohol left, the two begin drinking a concoction of turpentine and honey, <laughs> where the storm worsens and starts to flood the cottage. The next morning, Howard finds uh, Wake's soiled logbook while Rake criticizes him as a drunk and incompetent and recommends him to be sacked without pay. Two men argue. Howard attacks Wake while hallucinating their mermaid, the, will, the, will, the real Winslow and Wake, as a Prometheus-like figure. So basically, that's a really good part of the, uh, really good part. Basically, you see, like, the dead Winslow, the one that he took the identity of, mm-hmm. and he flips him around, and then, and then you see Willem Dafoe, like, it's a Prometheus, it's a, it's a Proteus, sorry, Proteus figure. Um, it is a, uh, it's, it's a painting that you see. Yeah, one like, sec, I just saw it in here. Yeah. It's a it's a Oh it's there a we go. Famous. It's uh is a reference to the painting Hypnosis by German artist Sasha Schneider from nineteen oh four. 
It's it's a thing that people from A24 likes to put in their movies. Yeah. There's also that in, I think there's that in Hereditary uh, and um, one other movie. Uh, is it The the Witch? Maybe The Witch. Yeah, it's The Witch as well. Okay, that um, would make sense because that's also directed by Robert Eggers. Yeah. Um. So Howard beats Wake into submission and uh, takes him to the hole at the base of the Lighthouse of Barium Live. Wake curses... Uh, Howard, as he's buried, wishing him a Promethean fate. Uh, spoiler alert, that's going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so that burial scene was filmed on the second day of filming. Oh, that's uh, that's that's like being like, like jumped in. <laughs> yeah, they're like, listen, uh, Willem Dafoe, we're going to put you in a hole and throw dirt on your face. <laughs> also, you're going to have to chew it, too. Oh, yeah. You also have to do like all of this. All of this uh, dialogue while this is happening. <laughs> Might as well just get it over with, I guess. Good boy. Good boy. Now you get in there where you belong. You do as I say, dog. There's my good lad. Oh. Oh. You wish to see what's in the lantern? Could it be last assistant? Shut up, old dog. Polship breastwork. Oh, oh. Protein forms swim up from men's minds and melt in hot Promethean plunder, scorching eyes with divine shames and horror, and casting them down. To Davy Jones. The others stay blind, yet in it see all the divine graces and the fiddler's green scent where no man is suffered to want or toil but his ancient, beautiful, and unchanging as the shade. Who girdles round the globe? And it's true. You'll be punished. Yeah. Howard takes the keys to the lantern room, but wakes, frees him, and strikes Howard with an axe. Howard disarms Wake and kills him before descend- ascending to the lighthouse. In the lantern room, the Finzel lens, which is basically what makes the light like a lighthouse light yeah uh, opens to howard who he reaches in violent screams and distortion before slipping and falling down the lighthouse stairs sometimes later a barely alive uh howard lies naked on the rocks with the damaged eye as the flock of gulls peck at his exposed bowels which which is he's prometheus at that point yeah um yeah uh, also of note, uh, the lens that we see in the lighthouse is historically accurate. Yes. It, they really did look that fucking weird. And they, yeah, it's... The specific one they used, I think they said could send out light, like, I think it was 15 or 16 miles. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we didn't mention this, but sometime in the first, in the first uh, act, um, Wins- well, Winslow at that point... Uh, Winslow hallucinates, uh, like a octopus-like 
tentacle and stuff when he's trying to look inside of the the yeah, lantern room. So the whole time, like, uh, Winslow thinks Wake is like hiding something from him because he's just obsessed with the light and only he wake says that he's the only one that can attend to it he does not let winslow like even up into the uh uh the floor where the light is um but yeah so there's that scene where winslow hears like some grunting (laughs) and then there's like some gooey viscous liquid that just like drips down and then he sees a an octopus tentacle Slide along. Um, my, like, the scene that, like, really creeped me up the most is there's a scene where Winslow goes out at night, and he's, like, smoking a cigarette, he looks up at the light, and you can see Wake standing in front of the light, like, completely naked. Yeah. With his arms, like, outstretched, and then, um, Winslow ends up hiding, and you see Wake come out and look around, uh, putting his clothes back on. I just yeah, he's he's just masturbating up there. Like, just, like it's just wake worm. Whatever, it's fine. It's just wank worm. Yeah, it's fine. At least he's not doing it like on your stuff. Yeah, but also he also our pats almost get some uh some cum. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's nasty. It's so gross. Uh, but yeah, so um, Winslow starts to lose it. He takes wake, tries to bury him. Like I said, that was filmed on the second day. Uh, he takes the keys. I have to say the scene where he's, like, strangling him is really good. Yeah. Because it- Um, yeah, because at that point, at that point, uh, at this point, uh, Howard is losing it completely. And, like, he gets weirdly horny in the middle. Yeah, he, like, imagines (laughs) the mermaid, like, stroking his face, and he, like, leans down to kiss her, and then all of a sudden it's, uh, it's wake as, uh, Neptune. As Poseidon. Yeah. Um, he also sees uh, the real Ephraim Winslow that he killed. Uh, yeah. At one point, he sees Wake as him. Um, and uh, Wake attacks him with an axe. As in, um, uh, Howard, like, axes Wake in the fucking face. Off screen, you do see the blood splatter, and there is a real chunky noise. <laughs> When he does axe him. Yeah, it's it there's a nice squishy noise oh, too. Oh yeah. I, I have to say the scene where he kills the seagull is actually like <laughs> more violent than when he kills the only other person on the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I don't say that as a person being like, oh animals are better than humans. I'm not well, saying no, that. Like, it's just it is leg- violent. It is legitimately it is violent. It is uh it is just absolutely brutal. Like, yeah, he literally picks up the seagull and slams it against the sister a bunch of times. But like, uh, Wake's death is it's one swing of the axe and then he's dead. Yeah. And the and also I wish that the very last like last couple of minutes weren't so funny. But like <laughs> so like he has the, so he so like he he opens up that he opens up he sees the torch you get the yell and the yeah everything the, becomes um, distorted and like oversaturated in brightness and he's like screaming and laughing but then but then like he falls <laughs> down the stairs <laughs> he just fucking slips and it's and it's real it's real funny it's really <laughs> I think it's because it's so sudden like he just all of a sudden is like whoop <laughs> <laughs> and he just falls. He falls then, like, all the, the way down the stairs too. 
Also, there's uh, we we watched with uh, subtitles because I don't think I've understood half of what uh, Willem Dafoe was saying. I know, ever. which is a shame because it turns <laughs> out that Thomas Wicks, like all of his dialogue, is really good. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, his whole but like, but like, so we were at the very end, like the last thing that is on the the subtitles, the very last thing before it goes to credits is seagulls continue to screech, and it's just like. Mm. Perfect. Nice. Because <laughs> just a bunch of seagulls. Because like basically you see you see Thomas with uh with like seagulls like you know pecking out his pulling out his insides. Like, yeah. Yeah, and and it's just it's just it's it's a tight shot that just gets wider and wider wider, and then it just fades to black, and then we get like a sea shanty. Uh, he's also missing an eye, like the the seagull that he killed, and the the head of the wiki that he pulled up. Yeah. It's like hanging off to the side. It's kind of hard to see, but yep. And then it goes into a lovely sh- sea shanty. And that's the yeah. end. Yeah. So, I don't know. This this movie is is so good. It's fantastic. It is beautiful. Uh one thing I really love that Robert Akers does, he did this with The Witch as well, is he uses a lot of natural lighting. So it feels very much like you're there. Also, nothing is like glossy. Nothing is like uh like when Hollywood likes to pretty stuff up. Nothing is prettied up. Everything is either period accurate or dirty or something else. Like everything looks really rugged. Um, yeah, it's it's just very like it's just very like grimy. Yeah. And like it feels like real. Can- it feels like an actual lighthouse would look and feel like living in in the 1890s. And it's just, it's also just very, they also had to do a lot of research to see how people in the late 18, in the late 1800s would talk. Yeah, would talk. In the New England era. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, both Howard, Thomas Howard's accent is accurate to uh, Maine, and then, but also, somehow both of these accents existed at the same time, which is wild to me. So. Yeah. Howard's accent, which is, I guess, a Maine accent, um, it sounds very East Coast when I hear it. It kind of reminds me of the accent that um, Daniel Day-Lewis had in Gangs of New York. To, to be fair, like, if you, go to, if you go to Maine right now, those people sound like they're on a different planet. It really does. That's like whenever um, I watch Pet Cemetery, and I can't remember who plays the old guy in that. He does a perfect old-timey Maine accent. Uh, like I don't know how much research he did, and I don't know how he did his research, but it's perfect. Um, but also, Willem Dafoe's accent is very accurate to how it would have been if you were like living on the sea most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that kind of helps stuff feeling that real. Uh, especially helps things feel even weirder when shit starts getting like paranormal. <laughs> And it's not it like I think the effect of it that I like a lot is it's basically just a little over like an hour and a half. It's not that long of a movie. No, it's in fact a very standard amount. But when when you're watching it, you like this sense of like dread kind of picks up. And like even though like both me and Faith watched it, you know, multiple times and know pretty much what's going to happen. Like the stuff just sucks you in, and like you feel just like how horrible it is to be uh, Winslow. Yeah, like, it is paced incredibly well for only, like, sometimes 
Like when we looked at the time, I was very surprised. It's only like an hour and a half because it it's paced very well. Like it's very slow at the beginning, but man, it it does pick up. And when it hits the climax, holy shit, does stuff go off the rails? I don't know. Is is there much more you want to say? Um, I guess the only thing I wanted to mention was like there's a couple theories about like what the story is really about. Like, is it actually about Winslow going crazy? Is it some sort of like he's stuck in an afterlife? where he suffers over and over again. Um, well, I mean, that would fit into the whole Prometheus uh, Yeah, like, uh, one of the theories is that he actually died during the logjam when he says that the real Ephraim Winslow died. Uh, and this is, like, him playing it over and over again in his head, like, what could have happened. Uh, another theory is that he's basically stuck in a loop uh he's just suffering the same thing over and over again which is kind of plays into the when wake is talking about yeah my last wiki went crazy and ended up dying he accused me of all this stuff which is exactly all the things that uh thomas howard ends up accusing him of and watching it the second time around i did notice some things where i was like that wake mentions that i was like oh that's kind of weird because that's exactly what happens yeah, like down to like losing an eye. Yeah, losing an eye. Um, he's when he accuses him of he's the one who's manipulating things, and um, but yeah, that it's like a big loop that he goes through, basically. And I mean, I don't. I I, I can I can get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. It could also just be like you know a straightforward story of. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be him just going fucking crazy, and then this is what happens. That's very possible. <laughs> yeah but like but I, I like the idea of it being like this some kind of supernatural loop like just just this loop that's going over and over again like it's like promethean almost yeah like he constantly is coming to the island with wake he goes crazy uh he ends up killing wake he ends up dying after getting his insides packed out and then it starts over wake talks about his previous wiki and yeah um, but I like that. I also I also felt this was very Lovecraftian because of at the like the very existential like wiki or sorry, not wiki, sorry. Howard fucking loses it. Yeah, it like um if I was to compare this to how this feels like, it feels kinda like like a hypnos, um pitch in the house. Yeah. Uh, to, to some extent, like, like, ex, uh, ex oblivion, um, like, the more, like, the stories that are basically just, like, glorified, well, like, really fancy suicide notes, Yeah, like, basically. Dagon, even, um, like, any of the stories where the narrator, like, absolutely loses it, and, like, their whole, like, their whole existence becomes unraveled. Yeah, it's, it's less of a... Yeah, it's, it's it's that real like existential dread that comes out in some of the I, mean, I don't want to say this like lesser talked about Lovecraft stories. Yeah, I mean, I would I would I would put Color Out of Space kind of in the fill of this. Yeah, like the like, the slow escalation. It's very much a slow escalation into Howard completely losing his entire sense of self. Like everything that he thinks he does, that he's done, this entire sense of time is completely unraveled by wake uh and his logs like you actually weren't working this whole time you're fucking drinking and jerking off in the supply shed (laughs) 
Yeah. Like he slept in when he thinks that he woke up early. Like it's actually been two weeks when he thinks it's been a day. Um, he thinks that he's killed. He murdered his last wiki because he was on to him. Like all this stuff, like it completely unravels him. Yeah. There's one spot, a spot like right before, right, like right before everything gets like really crazy. He accuses, uh, he accuses uh, wake of uh, driving his last wiki uh, insane with the scrimshaw mermaid. Yeah, and now that he broke it, he can't. He he's he's free of his curse. Yes, yes, and Wake just like laughs at him. But I feel like it's definitely Lovecraftian in the sense that like it's not like in a some TV shows where a character just goes crazy because whatever. Like Howard completely loses all sense of self. It's gone. Yeah, he does not. And- he can't trust any time that he's perceived. He cannot trust any actions he's done. He cannot trust the only other person on the island. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I just. This is. I think this is a modern day classic. It I honestly do. Fantastic! It is like the perfect psychological thriller. <laughs> yeah, the way it's paced, the way it's written, like it's no, it's so good. Like, like also, I think that the way that it's paced and the way that it's like how it's shot and everything and i say this as generously as possible like you kind of lose sense track of time while you're watching it because like i was reading in the um the trivia section that uh robert eggers actually rewrote it so it was more confusing to the audience yeah you you get it like when you once you get sucked in and like which is why i said like it feels like the the foghorn is like trying to condition you yeah a little bit you kind of Um, start tuning stuff out that you probably shouldn't tune out yeah and and like it's just like the foghorn is like a constant and like it makes it feel like there's like a something going on yeah like at normal pace like but it being black and white definitely helps with that like you can never quite tell exactly what time of day it is also like it being stormy like is it night is it day who the fuck knows it's always dark now yeah it's always raining always but um yeah it's yeah i watch it i don't know yeah but that's that's why we watched it it is a very love and hp lovecraft uh eggers did cite lovecraft stories as being one of the inspirations for this yeah Mm -hmm. um well I guess we're going to just end this. Yeah, I think that's it. Go watch The Lighthouse. You could either watch it on Prime, like we said, if if you have Amazon Prime, or if you have if you want it, if you don't have that Pluto TV, I believe it's free. And you can watch it on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know how we end these. Um well, uh like Robert Ager said, nothing good can come from two men trapped in a giant phallus. Yeah. Uh Bye, right. I guess. Bye. It's a She took me in the parlor and said, Won't you be me bow?
was again down by the right hurrah. I seen this pretty gal aside hurrah. I see the gala swimming in their eyes, the bright hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go, oh, do let me go, me gals, do let me go, hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go. I wish I was in Madame Gashi's down in Calio, hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go. Gals, hold on your bob stay and never let it go. Hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go. Oh, do let me go, me gals, do let me go. Hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go. We'll cast a line round other gushies and take the house in tow. Hurrah, me yalla gals, do let me go. We'll tow it back to the pool all the way from the Hurrah, me yellow girls, doodle, let me go. Oh, doodle, let me go, me girls, doodle, let me go. Hurrah, me yellow girls, doodle, let me go. Oh, doodle, let me go, me girls, doodle.